Shalom. That's right. High Mystery. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was the center of the universe. I know this quote. 500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was flat. That was the quote. Now for some facts, Galileo was ordered to turn himself into the Holy Office to begin trial for holding the belief that the Earth revolves around the sun, which was deemed heretical by the Catholic Church. Standard practice demanded that the accused be imprisoned and secluded during the trial. Oh, snazap. But he's so lonely. And the plot thickens, as with all mysteries here on High Mystery, the podcast, <laughs> which is what you're listening to right now. It's High Mystery, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> It's where we are going to get super high and talk about mysteries. They may be related to the intro. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who among us is to say? Only time. Do you think Galileo's singing like, close every door to me as he's down like in the dungeon? <laughs> I would think he's singing Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody because he plays a prime part in that song. Yeah. <laughs> that song doesn't really speak to his experience in there. I mean, I mean he's still got to rock out every now and then. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's so alone in that cell that he's transcendental meditation himself to uh, oh. the future songs of Queen. Okay, yeah, yeah he's yeah, hearing he's, music from the future. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, all time, time is now. Space, yeah. Makes me also think of that song from Robin Hood. Uh, the Tight Tights? Oh, you're talking about uh, Brian Adams. Um, everything I do, <laughs> I do for you. Yeah, that's that's in Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> no, from Robin Hood, the cartoon. Sometimes ups outnumber the uh, downs, but not in Nottingham. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good the one. better the better Robin Hood. Yes. I stayed the best, and I will argue that with anybody. I mean, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood definitely has its moments. <laughs> I don't know. If you're not kissing jewels off a hand, it's a, it's a tough comparison. Dressing up like a stork? Come on. Tristan <laughs> gets it. He gets it. I mean, there's nothing better than that Prince John the Lion. Yeah. It's good shit. <laughs> He's a silly guy. There was a snake in a balloon, Rob. That's true. <laughs> and he used his little tail as a propeller. Yep. I mean, what, what do you think the Kevin Costner Robin Hood has on? Oh, man. Um, oh, so we're going to take the lesser of the two. I, I don't think I it's... mean, you know the Disney one's probably got to be 100 or something like that. Maybe. It's up there. Maybe. I don't know. Because it's an old one. It's a lesser. Like, it's not as popular as most well, of them. Well, they just haven't done the remake yet. I'll say for the Robin <laughs> Hood with Kevin Costner, I'm going 58%. Would you watch that if they CG'd, like, you know, they did the Lion King live action, quote unquote, but everything was CG'd anyway. So, like, it's Robin the Robin Hood. Hood live action, but it's still all CG, but, like, they look like 
foxes and whatever, like realistic. Yes, I would watch it as I watch The Lion King and all the bullshit that Disney touts out for uh, the second time in a row. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if nothing else, I like the vocal performances being fresh. Like, yeah. They could literally screw the whole movie and like just a fresh recording of the songs is worth my time. If they decided to do the songs, which, yeah. come on, do the songs. I, I'm a big proponent yeah. of do the songs, <laughs> Shade, Milan, shade. Shade for Milan. Who is that girl I see? <laughs> I will say 64%. I don't... Mm. Uh, Kevin Costner. Ooh. Well, you just said it, ooh, so now I'm not going to go 60. I don't uh, know. 50 it's 51. Oh! <laughs> Colin, did you even get a guess before he's blurred Yeah, no, I did. I yeah. did 58. Okay. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's got Alan Rickman. That's really the only I good part of it. <laughs> that movie, I think. But you didn't find out Robin Hood the Animated. Oh, uh, Robin Hood the Animated. that's what this I podcast is about, damn it. It's Rotten Tomatoes that's podcast. <laughs> where we literally just look up Rotten Tomatoes scores. That would be a podcast, I feel. It will definitely surprise you, this number. Oh, it's low? It? Yeah. Oh. 54%. Oh. Which I think is a real bummer. Wow, that's that's harsh harsh for an animated film. Those we, usually get like a 20% boost right? no matter we what. We haven't even talked about the weed we're going to smoke. Though. No. Which we should because I need to uplift the situation after hearing that. <laughs> I mean, I only remember it as a 95%, so. Well, in my reality, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember the alligator announcing the joust and stuff? Come on. Vaguely, vaguely on Little John was a huge thing, like a bear or something. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I worked on all those different voices. It was not the one in heavy rotation at my house. I, I was, you know, a kid around the time of Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Those were on heavy rotation. I feel like Story in the Stone is also like a forgotten, really great movie. And I love that one. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> so we time. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got my Her Highnesses here. The pre-rolls in its gold box with gold lighter. It's so classy. Comes with four pre-rolls. I will only be smoking one today. Mm. Uh, it is laced. With Keef. So it's got Keef throughout. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it did have, I used to know the the THC, but I, I think I got rid of that. Mm. Are you still smoking that Lime 91 over there? I am. Yeah, classic <laughs> Lime 91. You're nursing that ape like somebody who doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> I will say it's kind of nice. I listen to our podcast because, you know, because it's an amazing, <laughs> hilarious individual. It's a great thing to listen to. And it's funny to hear the evolution of us figuring out his Lime 91. Mm. Like at first we like didn't understand like what it, where it was coming from. And then right. he read the label and then we understood the next episode. We understood, oh, it's a cross between this and this. Right. So there's an evolution of knowledge here. And now we fully understand what I'm smoking. <laughs> Lime 91. Yeah. I'll move on past this. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that means you're done. Okay. Pineapple Express, High Hemp Wrap, whatever. Pineapple Paradise. Same difference. You know the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. Floracal Farms today. We're smoking one type of weed, which is very different for me. Mm -hmm. We're smoking Slurry Crasher. Okay. It's got a THC percentage of... 
25.675%. Nice. And the thing that really drew me to it in the store is how purpley it is. If you're watching on Twitch, I'll hold up a little nug. And if for no other reason to watch the Twitch, here you go. Prime example, you get to see a nice little dense nuggy. It's super purple, which is always a nice novelty when you're picking out your eighths. I've never met a purple that was a bad weed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why it's like a coveted, everyone's like, oh, you got that purple. Yep, for sure. But also, like, non-purple weed is good, too. Yeah, but just not yeah. as good. Your I orange say, weeds. I've had some, some non-purps that have been quite excellent. Well, yes. of course, yeah. And would maybe even top some of the purples I've had. Definitely, but purps in general is a step above yeah. the rest. <laughs> in general. I feel like it's also just, like, the chlorophyll or the type of, like, you know, chemical that is in that strain or whatever. Sure. Or maybe the plant itself. Yeah. And we're touching tips. Bing. Our pre-smoke ritual that really just centers and connects us all into one hive mind consciousness. So we can talk about Galileo. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Uh... <laughs> What, uh, what was that quote from the 1,500 years ago and then 500 years ago? A little booby you might know as Better Black. That's right. Said by... Uh, yeah, by Rip, Rip Torn. Yeah. Rest in peace. He was a good agent. Oh, no, no. That was said by Tommy Lee Jones, right? Oh, oh yes, you're right. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways... I wrote a paper in fourth grade about going to see Men in Black. Yeah, like yeah, pretty sure it got a day. John Landis. On a plus. I'm sure it came with a song, right? I don't know. Fourth grade, <laughs> they just give you A's and stuff. They don't worry about pluses. John Landis, <laughs> who it's just uh, like the stars, you get a gold yeah. star. That's <laughs> an A plus, right? Who directed um, Blues Brothers was originally supposed to direct. Men in Black, but he turned it down saying that it was basically <coughs> Blues Brothers with aliens. <laughs> I mean, he's not totally wrong. Yeah, he has since reversed his opinion on that, but uh, that's what he originally said for it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if that's what your vision is limited to, then sure. Sure. Like, he was very immersed in Blues Brothers, so of course, like, he's going to see the correlation. I sure. mean, anybody who wastes their time with, like, opinions like that... Everything that's ever been made is basically, you know, something else. Every two-man-led movie is of mice and men. One stupider <laughs> and one smarter. Or the odd couple. Yeah, sure. sure. Like, it's, it's all been done before. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can consider that considering he was done Blues Brothers. Yeah, for so sure. So it's like, well, I don't want to pin, pigeonhole myself. I've already filmed Men in Suits. Yeah, can't do it again. Uh, right. If you had three men, I would take it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just need to hold off for uh, Men in Black Two or Three or whatever that was. <laughs> I mean, he still did Blues Brothers Two Thousand, so. <laughs> right viewpoint. <laughs> no, today the mystery revolves around conspiracy theories because oh. much like Galileo he was basically considered a conspiracy theorist before that term was even a thing they called it heresy right but that's sure. basically what it is is you're talking crazy you're a crazy man and then you know time passes and it turns out to be true 
much like a lot of things can be considered uh, crazy talk, but then it could also be true. Sure. I wonder if it wouldn't be a better lending to this argument if we had some things that were conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. Well, I will get into one where it is that, but it's also still a conspiracy theorist because the U.S. narrative is different than the world's narrative. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so just technically, a- this isn't a mystery to the world, but to the U.S., it is because we all believe something different and if anyone says this you're like oh you're a conspiracy theorist but then does that make the entire world a conspiracy theorist against the u.s or on a very important episode of high mystery is this just a mixed bag of conspiracy theories no i'm gonna give you one good one. Oh, oh you're giving us one good one. Oh, yeah and then i'm gonna give you another good one later oh okay lots of good ones being handed out <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give yeah. all killer no filler Tristan's got all full-size candy bars at his house. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. If I ever give out candy bars, that's... <laughs> that's the only way to do it. Uh, Here's a bag, bro. Uh, Knock yourself out. <laughs> um, so let's start with this. The term conspiracy theory was invented by the CIA in order to prevent disbelief of official government stories. Oh, shit. And when was this? Circa... JFK assassination circa, I mean, the CIA is not that old. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, we, might, just, we might figure that out. <laughs> they, they invented it at some point. It's as know. old as anyone questioning the CIA, I guess. Sure, so yeah. probably, you know, hard to say whether it was right at the inception. Right. Or like, <laughs> like I'm sure some day. shit had to go down before people were like, hmm, yeah. I don't know about this government. <laughs> this government operation or subsection, sure. what, however you want to classify the CIA. The CIA starts in the McCarthy era, is that right? I mean, I, I do, I do not know. And are they like technically a private organization? They're a government organization, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know much about the CIA. In fact, not many people do. I think that's part the, of their uh, game plan. That's the point. September 18th, 1947. Some will say uh, that. So right after the war, that makes sense. Yeah. Some say that they are like the biggest operation of like money laundering and like drug trafficking and got to have capital to fund your CIA operations. That's true. I mean, one thing's for sure. They definitely come about at the same time as McCarthyism, the yeah. witch hunt of communism in the United States. Yeah. So, yeah, no surprise that the term conspiracy theory comes up at the same time that they're like, don't question what we're doing. Right. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about us. it. <laughs> Uh, So a conspiracy theory is an allegation that a certain event or events are secretly influenced by a premeditated group or groups of powerful people or organizations working together. Okay. All right. So like lots of things could be called conspiracy theories, but could actually be true as well. But they're just like labeled conspiracy theories to hide the truth. And that's like the big gasoline for the fuel that is conspiracy theory yeah i mean we talk about them all the time on here yeah basically everything every explanation for anything unexplained could be called a conspiracy theory right and like you know that's got to be hard for 
the theorists who like truly believe in like if they in their reality this is truth and right. everyone's looking at them like crazy but then like you know it kind of sucks if like then like 50 years later or whatever people are like oh yeah i guess you were right. right yeah <laughs> you sh- you didn't have to live out in the desert by yourself creating yeah. paint- paintings of penguins yeah and again i'll just <laughs> reference galileo because he went through that exact trip you know it's much like being accused for a crime you didn't commit being sent to jail but sure. like i mean he did say these things and right. he did believe them it yeah, was just I mean, that the people were like no but he was right right i think the biggest difference for me is uh just one is like natural explanation scientific explanation versus like non-evidence-based explanation yeah, I mean, what is considered evidence? What is considered fake evidence? What is considered observable phenomena? Because some would say, like, there have been such things throughout history that then have, um, you know, because history we know is written by the victors. So, like, if atrocities have been done and they burn all the information and then they just write that, like, oh, yeah. like, we kind of did it with the native people where, like, Apparently, they're excluding the uh, the Trail of Tears from history books. So there's a lot of people who are, who are thinking that, oh, we yeah, the natives were here and everything was great and dandy. Right. Sure. And that whole piece of history is now, like, fading into... Sure. And what I would say is that we have scientific evidence that can yeah. dis- For how dispute long? the history. For how long? Until all of that is erased or until all of... You know, sure, look at sure. some I of can... our greatest oh, yeah, uh, archaeological discoveries have been torn down or broken or eyes gouged out like a lot of the egyptian sculptures and stuff uh after people like left power or died like the people who didn't like them like went and trashed their temples and stuff and tried to like erase their stories from from time yeah yeah for sure but i think we're talking about two different things probably (laughs) i mean accusation of lies can be a conspiracy theory in that like area 51 was like not a thing until like and people were saying but there is a thing and they're like no nah, that's conspiracy theory right. nonsense and then it and, it, and then it was a thing and then they're just no it's just it's, okay it's a thing it's yeah. just not the thing you thought it was <laughs> yeah. it's well, a thing that we have to then? keep quiet about we, we still can't tell you right and i guess that's what i'm saying is like area 51 we can literally look at that it's right there yeah we know something's going on so that for me is the biggest distinction is like when we talk about like cloud beasts <laughs> like i can't i there's no way for me to grab one or like look at it really unless you know one day it's gonna happen to you maybe like, my life is complete but yeah. until take I, me cloud beast to the sasquatch people <laughs> until i have testable provable theory behind it you know science then i you know well I, that's I how i am seriously with most like, I mean, even science, you kind of have to take them at their word unless you're going to carry out the experiments yourself. Well, sure. sure some, but, but somebody smarter than me is doing conducting counter experiments to what verify. What if this person who's smarter than you also wants to brainwash you and yeah. talk you into their narrative? Yeah, but I just have to find the people that are proving it not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Anyways know, yeah. we have all these ro- mysteries. Like Rob is doing the JFK. Yeah. Right. One that the another big hitter I'm gonna do after this is the Lincoln assassination. Oh. But today we're gonna get into General George Patton. Okay. Because, like I said, outside of the U.S., people think one thing, 
with the quote unquote information that's there. And in the US, people think that those people are just conspiracy theorists. Okay. All right. Saw the movie, Pat. Great. Did, Guy got an Oscar for it. Didn't see the movie. I've watched a few World War II documentaries and things like that. He's the U.S. general in World War II, right? Yeah. 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 No relation to Pat and Oswald. Oh. General Pat Oswald? That cleared so <laughs> many things up for me because I was thinking Pat and I couldn't stop <laughs> this whole time. I was thinking that guy who was on King and Queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ratatouille. The Ratatouille. Oh, Remy the Rat. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is somebody different. Yeah. Not the Oh, not the General Morgan's <laughs> Yeah, it was his father. Got yeah, it. Got it. Oh, is he's dead? No, yeah. no, <laughs> well, that's a conspiracy theory. It okay, is. What, all in its own. What is this wild theory about Patton? Uh, so we got this guy, Ron Unz, who reports on the cold shoulder given to an extensively researched book that concludes that World War II hero, General George Patton, was murdered <gasps> by the CIA because he became a powerful critic of Washington. Okay. Wow. When was... He... Well, supposedly he got in like a car accident, and that's how he died. But when 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 did this happen? Shortly after the war, or like yeah. 1992? <laughs> um, I might get into some days. Sure, sure. Is it like the same kind of idea where they did like a an audition? Do they do a patent audition? Nah, <laughs> a no, because he just contest? dies. They don't try to replace him. Yeah, yeah, no. But there's video of him. You know, like 1945, we have cameras. He's walking around on camera a whole bunch. But yeah, yeah. Right, no. and then he dies. And then he dies after the war from a car accident. And car that was the CIA killing him. Yeah. Oh, Much I like see they what did you're to saying. Bob Marley. So he actually. Yeah, instead of using the <laughs> the wire in the shoe with like cancer agents or whatever it yeah. was, it was a car. Okay, yeah. so what's happening is war ends, Patton dies in a car accident. People are saying, oh yeah, that was the CIA doing that because he became anti American. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Got it. Um, so there was a lengthy article in Britain's Sunday Telegraph, which is one of the world's leading newspapers, describing a newly published book based on a decade of detailed research and interviews undertaken by an experienced American military affairs writer. So in history, we see that during the long Cold War, many Russians grew sufficiently uh, disenchanted with the lies and omissions of their own news outlets uh, that they turned to Western radio for a glimpse of the truth. So maybe we should like follow suit and kind of maybe do the same thing. I mean, that's, uh, I was watching Rob Riggle's show, but he was talking about how there was like a, a no camera fly space or whatever over Area 51, but the Russians, were like flying their planes over and taking pictures of it. So they actually had proof of Area 51 before Everyone Americans. Else, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I can see History, why you'd want to. Proven it. Proven. Good. You want to get your facts go to Russian or state just news. Look at what other people are saying. <laughs> you know, like to get a well rounded story, listen to all sides of, of what people are saying and make your yeah. own decision based off of all the information as opposed to like, you know, obviously where you live is going to have a very specific narration that they're trying to push. Yeah. Just go to DuckDuckGo.com. Uh, I mean, I'm just, you know, like... We do not endorse DuckDuckGo.com. <laughs> Tristanot does. Yeah. I have yet to visit. 
probably endorsed by Tucker Carlson and oh, God. fucking Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't endorse anything nefarious. I, yeah. I am all about yeah. love, light, and freedom. He's all about the positive conspiracy theories. You know, just yeah. airing out what what may be shady. Yeah, airing out, right. like, you know, bringing it to light. And then if it's enough to be like, huh, I wonder if this is really accurate or not. This guy said some crazy shit on a podcast I heard. He was high. <laughs> I was high and it kind of made sense. I'm going to research it. That's all I can ask. Okay. Yeah. And then make your own opinions. Fair enough. All, yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the growth of the internet has now provided Americans with a similar opportunity to click on foreign websites and discover the important stories that have somehow escaped the attention of their own leading journalists. Ironically, much of such alternative media, I'm throwing air quotes out there, <laughs> uh, coverage actually appears in the leading British newspapers uh, and uh, it's called. It's like a respectable and published, and their closest and our closest historic ally, which I don't agree with. I don't think Britain's our ally. I mean, they got to be holding some kind of resentment. <laughs> you know, they're just putting on airs. They're just being polite. They're like, oh yes, you'll come back one day. I mean, we saved their ass in World War Two, so they don't I care. Uh, I feel like we're even. Even Stevens. I yeah. feel like. Brits view us as still being like a win. They're like, yes, they won that as a war or whatnot, but <laughs> they still speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still pretty white. <laughs> their, their hail to the chief is very similar to God Save the Queen. That's true. <laughs> I mean, no one said that we could come up with original songs. <laughs> that was a We wanted freedom, but you know, coming up with original songs yeah. is just hard. We'll get on it. <laughs> Um, for an example, three or four years ago, there was a link on a prominent libertarian website suggesting that George S. Patton, one of America's most renowned World War II military commanders, had been murdered by the order of the U.S. government. Uh, the book mm. and the article had appeared in 2008. Oh, wow. And no one in the States seems to have heard any word about the story in any of the major American newspapers. Okay, so this was published in, uh... Some other foreign newspaper. Um, Britain. Britain. Okay. And uh, yeah, 2008, you would think that someone had heard about this and wanted to like maybe do an article on about yeah. it. Yeah. Nope. I feel like the Independent, we definitely get those kind of articles constantly. So it seems like they're, I don't know if it's their New York Times, but it, essentially I feel. Uh, so a couple of prominent academics, you know, smart guys with yeah. backgrounds in history and political science, they were consulted on the topic, and they had also never encountered the theory, being surprised by the material and by the fact that such remarkable revelations had never uh, received any attention in their own country, the United States, home of the quote-unquote freest and most scandal-mongering media in the world. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's what these uh, smarties say. Yeah, that's what these two <laughs> This Learned smart. academics. <laughs> smart Alex. Academia worshipping. Uh, so, Target Patton is the mm -hmm. name of this here book. It was written by Robert K. Wilcox and oh. published by the Regency Press. And, you know, it's 
like 450 pages. A good amount of words there happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pictures in this one? Not, no. as, not Just a all words. image. Yeah, all no. words. Wow. It's not a pamphlet. It's a book. <laughs> That's a real one. Hard copy, hardback. <laughs> Didn't quite beat uh, Harry Potter 7 in length, but uh, <laughs> no, a book nonetheless. Yes. <laughs> Always good to compare it to a Harry Potter book. Probably longer than Sorcerer's Stone, but... Okay. Uh, <laughs> it has an extensive, extensive bibliography. Oh, wow. Okay. How many and pages is that? Does that add to the page count? Is that probably. like 450 <laughs> A, B, C? Well, there's, seven, there's 700 <laughs> footnotes. Holy cow. Damn. So there's a lot of... It's, it's kind of like one of those... Uh, Find your own, like, yeah, choose your own choose adventure, your adventure books. Like, turn to page, whatever. Okay, turn back to page, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I find it's best to just read the book once, become a fan, and then go back for the annotated version. I see. Because <laughs> I think it takes away from the experience otherwise. Yeah, unless you're really questioning that footnote. Like, what does this mean? I got to check it out. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing times I'll hit a word and it's like, I don't yeah. know that. I got to look it up. For like yeah. Harry Potter, they'd be like, G Giggle Sprout. Uh, what's a Giggle Sprout? I got to check this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sometimes <laughs> names get so crazy in some of those books. I, like, my brain doesn't even register it. Like, I just understand that is the character. I'm not even like reading it. <laughs> I'm just like, yep, that guy. <laughs> That's just another Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the many years spent by the author on this project are clearly reflected in the contents, which include numerous personal interviews and the careful analysis of an enormous amount of primary and secondary source material. <laughs> yeah, there's there, this is from multiple areas they're getting this information. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Ain't, this ain't just a single prong. You know, investigation. Right. I got Ten it. Two years. Problems. Ten years. You know, I'm just saying. So it's not like he stumbled upon this theory and he, like, constructed a book out of nowhere trying to prove <laughs> this theory. Look, guys, I'm serial. <laughs> he was murdered by the CIA. By Marion Bear Pig. Page 450. Guys, I'm... You're not listening. I'm super serial. <laughs> yeah, we saw your 24-page bibliography. We get it. <laughs> uh, and if you are a curious reader who wants to devour 450 pages of uh, bibliography, mm. then you can order the book for as little as $2.93 plus shipping. Wow. $2.93? $2.93. Judge for yourself. For all that bibliography. American dollars. <laughs> uh, Target patent. That's it. Target patent. Wilcox himself is the author that we were just yes, Robert referring to. Okay, Wilcox. Yeah, uh, he had been just. He was just as shocked as anyone else when he first encountered the surprising claims. Uh, the initial evidence persuaded him to invest years fully researching the theory before publishing the results. Some of his major findings seem quite telling. If we do say so ourselves. No, I think we do. In the month before his death. Patton had become a powerful critic of the American government, its conduct of the World War II, and its policy towards the Soviets. Okay, so this sounds pretty not long after World War II ended. Yeah. Yeah, this seems like early 50s at... No, it's the same year. He does oh, the same, same year? year that World War II ends. No, well, in 1947. It just says one month before his death, he became... 
a powerful critic. So the war ends in the war ends. 45. Yeah. He dies in 1945. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Right. I thought there was something about 1947 that happened. <laughs> I don't know. I've passed that part. Yeah. I'm not going back, guys. <laughs> to resign from the military after returning to the U.S. and then begun a major public speaking tour against America's political leadership. Scott Collin is saying he was right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than being right. Uh, As one of the most celebrated war heroes, his denunciation would certainly have had a huge impact. His fatal car accident (laughs) took place the day before his scheduled departure home, and he had narrowly escaped death twice before under very strange circumstances. Okay, so he was. I did not look into those. He was a very careless driver, one would say. He wasn't driving. Oh, he wasn't driving. He was just sitting shotgun. Somebody. A general of his stature is always going to be driven around by somebody. So you should know this, Rob. (laughs) A general of my stature. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) You haven't touched a car in years. He is the highest level general in. Yeah, he's five star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was overseeing the entire World War II effort. So somebody else was driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. There so are, that could be a CIA plant. 100. 100. And, and this is like, this is in Germany. He's in Berlin yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, before he's even right, able to get back. Right about to fly home. Okay. I just put together the puzzle pieces and remembered what 1947 was. Okay, thank the you. The start of the CIA. Okay. Yeah, so the CIA had to be in effect in order to kill Patton in 1945. Right. The idea being that they were a shadow operation before uh, they were public operations. I see. This yeah. was like their this was their initiation yeah. into right. the gang. Yeah. 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 They, they've already bungled it twice. Yeah. They, they, they missed killing Patton twice. They so probably far. came to the US and they were like, hey, we want to be a secret organization. They're like, all right, we got we got a task for you. If you can pull this off, you're yeah. in. I mean Seems legit. Seems Bungled legit. it a couple times because they're still cops. Yeah, they're learning. And they are still kind of like cops, you know. Yeah. Classic bunglers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. There are extensive personal interviews oh, with extensive. the self-confessed government assassin, then attached to America's OSS intelligence service, the wartime forerunner of the CIA. Oh, my. The OSS, Operation of Secret... Services? I don't know. A secret sauce? Operation Secret Sauce? I've heard of the OSI. (laughs) Operation Slippery Southern. Oh, they're Mm -hmm. Slippery Southerns. (laughs) This operative had a long and substantially documented career uh, in exactly the sort of activity both during the war itself and for decades after, allegedly working internationally on a freelance basis and, uh, quote-unquote, weeding selected human targets both for the CIA and various other employers. That's what the OSS is doing? That's what this guy in particular is doing. So he's also, you know, maybe he's taking some jobs on the side. I don't know. They're starting a band. They're getting the Avengers together. I see. Okay. Uh, Towards the end of his life, he became disgruntled over over what he regarded as his ill treatment by ungrateful U.S. government bureaucrats 
and also a bit guilt-ridden over having been responsible for the death of one of America's greatest military heroes, prompting his decision to go public with his claims backed by a voluminous personal diary. Numerous other interviews with individuals connected with the circumstances of Patton's death seem to largely corroborate the theory. Corroborating that theory. So his they concurred. theories is corroborated. <laughs> well, I guess I concur. <laughs> Do you concur? I concur. Doctor? Doctor? Doctor. <laughs> uh, the assassin reencountered the OSS Chief William Donovan had ordered the killing on the grounds that Patton had, quote unquote, gone crazy. Oh, becoming no. a major threat to American national interests. Huh. That's kind of crazy that, you know, he's winning a world war and they still want to kill him with a car. Yeah, even well, if he's, he's getting critical. Yeah, yeah. if he's going to, like, cause dissent among the peoples, yeah. you can't have people trying to, like, rise up. I'm just wondering who the general was right behind him, like, put me in, coach, I'm ready. (laughs) No, you bungled. We've seen him. I'm also wondering this, like, claimed assassin. Like, what, was he driving a car? Uh, Or he, like, cut the brakes, or I don't... Uh, I thought he was hit by another car, like somebody T-boned his ass. Maybe, maybe he, like, jumped out of the car at the last minute. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, tuck and roll. They had, uh, they were speeding over a bridge, going too fast. And their car hit the side of an army truck. Convenient. Yeah. And Patton knew right away that he was paralyzed from the accident, but didn't die on the scene and died like 10 days later or something like that. So maybe he was the cleanup crew. You know, like they tried to kill him with that. He only became paralyzed and then he had to come in. And he snuck in the room or something. Squirted stuff in his like IV or like just maybe suffocated him with a pillow. I think he died from like a stroke or something like that or like a blood clot went to his brain. Yeah, that could easily be manufactured. He simply lost the will to live. (laughs) Around the same time, a military counterintelligence field agent began encountering credible reports of a planned assassination plot against Patton and attempted to warn his superiors, including Donovan. Not only were his warnings disregarded, but he was repeatedly threatened and at one point even placed under arrest. Oh, wow. So this Donovan guy seems to be like a major player. Yeah, he's trying to cry out like, hey, Patton, you might want to protect your neck. (laughs) (laughs) So whether or not it came from him or from his superiors, the White House or elsewhere. We have a good long history of uh, punishing whistleblowers. Good long. I feel like somebody shot one on the lawn of the White House famously. Oh, shit. For treason. Damn. Uh, I don't know my history that well. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure that happened. but uh, Whistleblower on the front lawn. I'm almost certain somebody shot somebody on the front lawn for treason. Damn. Um, over the last 20 years, scholars such as John Earl Haynes and Harvey Clear have extensively demonstrated that during the 1930s and 1940s, a large network of communist spies had gained enormous influence in the uppermost reaches of the American government. So possibly also into the CIA. Uh, Mm -hmm. Indeed, Wilcox K. 
carefully documents how the OSS itself had been heavily infiltrated at the highest levels by elements of the Soviet NKVD, and that during this particular period, the two intelligence organizations were in an, an, they were in an ambiguous quasi-partnership, uh, with Donovan being especially eager to, to curry political fever with the pro-Soviet elements near the top of the U.S. government. Huh. So it's uh, a communism plot. Kind of. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, meanwhile, Patton, a zealous anti-communist, had very different views, urging an immediate military attack on the weakened forces of the Soviet Union. It is easy to understand how Stalin and those American leaders in his orbit might have decided that Patton's uh, physical removal was an absolute priority. Okay, so this theory posits that it could have been the Russians who took him out? Well, just that they, the, Ru the U.S. are the Russians at a certain, oh, certain extent. Oh, Gotcha. Um, this is the communist side inside the American political system. Yeah. Got it. Uh, at the time of his death, Patton was the highest-ranking U.S. military officer uh, in Europe, and the sto story naturally became front-page news throughout the world. Several official reports were produced regarding the exact circumstances of the very strange traffic accident responsible, but all these have completely disappeared from U.S. government files. Mm. So, classic bungling. So, official cause of death, still accident. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, a lot of this is just like a small slice of the enormous amount of documents, of the documentary material and painstaking analysis that, like, Wilcox spent 10 years compiling for his book. Like, that's just like... Yeah, so 450 pages. Painstaking. Extensive bibliography. Yes, yes, we remember. 298. Yeah. So, like, obviously questions remain. And absolute proof is impossible 70-plus years later after the event. Right. Um, many years there have been widespread belief, even within the American intelligence community itself, that Patton was eliminated by the U.S. government for political reasons. Knowledge like this in those inner circles is hardly surprising. The alleged government assassin firstly pu first publicly confessed his guilt in the plot decades ago in front of a journalist at the OSS reunion dinner in D.C. Uh, while seated at the table of his longtime friends and colleague William Colby, former director oh, of the CIA. Just like the cheese. And although the resulting local news stories were completely ignored by the national media, it's hardly surprising that word soon got around within the intelligence circles. Okay. Uh, perhaps some experienced scholar with a different perspective could invest time and effort attempting to refute the powerful case set forth by Wilcox, but apparently no one has. Uh, suppose the evidence for the theory is not nearly as overwhelming as it appears and only sufficient to prove, provide a reasonable possibility that the story is true. So there hasn't even been that. I mean, it's pretty fantastical, in my opinion, to attempt to assassinate a five-star general after the war has ended while he's in a convoy with an American tank. So he, yeah, no, like, absolutely. And it's while he's on a bridge and everything. It's just well, like it's when he feels the most safe. 
I was going to say, the only way you can believe it is to believe that there is some sort of shadow organization infiltrating the system. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, the only way it would work is if people are on the inside working for some kind of shadow force. Sure. Hydra style, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, again, to uh, reiterate the, the credibility, it was published by the leading British newspaper. Um, Extra, extra, read all about it. (laughs) Patton assassinated by communists. I don't know what that (laughs) accent was. (laughs) It's uh, it's hard to do a newsie for Britain. We know newsies in America so well. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. What with it? Um, So apparently no one else has really touched the subject. Uh, I guess Bill O'Reilly tried to do it, but yeah, like he <laughs> he didn't do a good job. Oh, I feel like he, he's got to have, or if he doesn't yet, he's got to have a book saying called a Killing Patent. Because mm-hmm. he's got so many killing, very prominent American figures. He's prolific, that Bill. Yeah, he shows up in my JFK one later on. Oh, God. I'm so glad we're going to talk more about Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> I mean, I actually have a lot here on Bill O'Reilly, but I don't really feel like it's, <laughs> it's like irrelevant at this point. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like you did a shitty job, and like I don't need to go into more sure. detail. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Um, I will say, in 2013, oh. Professor Lance Devin Smith. Yeah, Devin yeah. Smith. Devin Smith, but with a Okay. To heaven. Okay. Uh, In a peer-reviewed book published by the University of Texas Press showed that the term conspiracy theory was developed by the CIA as a means of undercutting critics of the Warren Commission's report Uh, that President Kennedy was killed by Oswald. What, what, what? The use of this term was heavily promoted in the media by the CIA, much Uh, like we have fake news today. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, The term conspiracy theory entered the American lexicon of political speech to deflect criticism, again, of the Warren Commissions, and it traces it back to a CIA propaganda campaign to discredit doubters of the commission's report. Uh, They ask tough questions and connects the dots among five decades worth of suspicious events, including the assassination of John and Robert Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, the attempted assassination of George Wallace and Ronald Reagan, the crimes of Watergate, the Iran-Contra arms for hostages deal, the mm-hmm. disputed presidential election of 2000s yeah. and 2004. And I guess we got another one now. <laughs> or we, they tried to get another one to go. I mean, 2016 disputed yeah. for a short period of time before Clinton was like, all right, I give up. Uh, <laughs> the... thing, that that was an inside job, Uh, Mm -hmm. the anthrax letter attacks, they're all, I guess, um, part of this. They're all mysteries in and of themselves, I guess. Yeah, and I guess connected to maybe the CIA's strategy to shut up skeptics by branding them conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad method, honestly. Yeah. Because who do you think of when you think of 
people like us. <laughs> even uh, even we like laugh at cryptozoologists. I mean, like, I'll be the first one to say that I don't know. Sure. You know, like, take my word with a grain of salt because yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our favorite thing to say is who's to say, but... Uh, I mean, the great... The thing is, the CIA is tasked with keeping secrets. Yeah. And so... How can we say we know as much as the CIA? Yeah. You know, the CIA has got to be spoon feeding us information in order for us to know it. But it's also the information that they want you to exactly. know to tell the narrative that they want exactly. you to know, much as is history of people in power saying yeah. this is the narrative, this is now the truth, this is what everyone's going to believe from here on out. Right. Uh, so, you know, the next time you're wanting to be like, oh, whatever you conspiracy theorists you know maybe just be like hmm who's to say <laughs> like i i don't know fully the truth until i know the truth you know you don't sure. know what you don't know until you know right mm -hmm. yeah i mean you can drop something and prove gravity what so. if it wasn't actually gravity what if it is just we are in a matrix and so it's not actually yeah. gravity it's just a it's code the program program <laughs> Yeah, when I drop something um, in Mario, it drops. <laughs> yeah. but is there gravity in Mario? No, that's just a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not high enough for yeah. this. Uh, I need more weed. I mean, there'd probably be ways to prove we're in a simulation or not. Yeah, is there? Does the purse does the simulation itself know that's in the simulation? Does Mario not feel like he's dying every time you die? Every time he perils to his death, <laughs> who's to say we're not just getting a clone of Mario we're not every just time? Mario ourselves. Yeah. Z uh, Sims, it's all fucking makes you think there for a second. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh, what philosophy at that point. Sure. Again, science is provable. <laughs> I mean, even science is limited to its technologies and what it can and can't transcribe into our five senses or whatever or into data that we can then consume and make into you know like we just don't have the technology to even comprehend the other things maybe yeah i mean we have computers that can talk to themselves and stuff so if we can make simulations then it's there's no reason to believe that other advanced species hasn't made a simulation of us is all I say. <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know. I know this. Every time I drop something, it will fall. It's a good program. Right? <laughs> it's a good program. I mean, <laughs> you, that's true guy. until it's not. Until all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, what? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Science, science can't be proven. I take it back. Right. <laughs> it can, uh, you know, facilitate in trying to understand some things or make light of some things or I put some pieces of the puzzle together. The only way, in my opinion. Okay. Some would say like, yeah, transcendental meditation, connecting into the ultimate consciousness source is the best way. Yeah. And I would say I've never learned anything from that. So. What if <laughs> what if tonight you're sleeping in bed and you have one would call it the most vivid dream you've ever had to the point where like 
if you were having sex, you would probably have a wet dream type situation. <laughs> okay. Vivid. Super vivid. So real because it is real to your soul. And you're having this message from a divine being giving you all this information. And then that's like tangible. He like tells it to you all, you, all the science, whatever you need for you to understand. He like gifts you with the ability to understand quantum mechanics or whatever. Mm, yeah. You wake Phenomenon. up a little wet in your pants because all that <laughs> knowledge, it happens. Yeah. And you're trying to explain to people all this stuff and the, the science makes sense. But it just doesn't correspond with what is socially acceptable to the point where people are like, nah. (laughs) I mean, nothing you've described can't be explained by, like, a good dream, first of all. (laughs) But also, like... Even even having the scientific proof, like, you can somehow, like, you're able to test it and it's, like, so true. But no one else understands because they don't understand quantum mechanics the way you do because they haven't been gifted the sight of the divine being. Um, so make the high mystery movie. I was going to say, <laughs> as soon as that happens, I'll adjust my thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. I like, just want to make sure it's not like locked <laughs> in the place. Like, I don't care what comes at me. If that, I can't believe it. Like, Rob. Rob will explain anything away. If that happened to me, I would still look for the logical, scientific, yeah. earth-based explanation. If, if there is something that I can think that can explain it away, then that is most likely what I'll go with. Sure. Even if your explanation, quote-unquote, of how you could explain it away is, like, more far-fetched than actually just accepting yeah. the experience. I mean, yeah, you know, when I see a UFO, I think drone. <laughs> like you have this experience and you're like okay one of the medical phenomenons of a brain aneurysm and like you get your brain scanned and there's no sign of brain aneurysm like every time you're like oh it's this you like look into it and there's no other logical explanation of like why that could be at what <laughs> point do you just you stop explaining everything away and you just accept I don't know. This yeah. is a hypothetical yeah. and a hypothetical. Right. Which is what we do when we are here smoking <laughs> the podcast. These and are I just the same conversations you guys have. Honestly, yeah. I hope you guys write in and you let us know your thoughts and feelings on some of this stuff. Because at the very least, let yourself be known. Express your ideas and your thoughts. Let your the, the consciousness from the divine source flow. Did you break your chair? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I mean, it's not How broken. many of It'll... those snacks that I gave Colin did you eat? <laughs> Just the one, although it was very tasty. Rob had 100 strawberry cakes. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I liked it. What's going on? What's happening? Are we finished? <laughs> we took a moment to handle you breaking your chair. It's yeah. not really, it's, it's just, fine. It's, uh, it fell off. It'll come back on. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. just like yeah. a salt back piece. Yeah, yeah it's right. just a little back piece. Okay. Well, until we know, we will never know. And so that's why you should always seek more information. Seek more, always more information. And then you can, you know, make, form your own opinion about things. And when people are like, why is that your opinion? You'll be able to explain articulately. uh, And maybe they'll see where you're coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. For High Mystery, I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. (laughs) (laughs)
New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.